Today in Canadian history for January 5th, I'm Mark Affo. The Montreal Canadiens played their first game at home on this day back in 1910. In their century-long existence, the legacy of the team has become legendary. They've transcended sports. It seems that this country's history, culture, politics, ethnicity, national identity in the last 100 years can all almost always be directly tied to the history of the Montreal Canadiens. Right? Well, to discuss these ideas further, I spoke with Dr. Matthew Barlow. Dr. Barlow teaches in the Department of History, Economics and Political Science at John Abbott College in Santa Ana de Bellevue, Quebec. The thing about the Canadians is that they're always represented as French Canada's team. I mean, they're French Canada. Uh, have the people in Quebec always been so close to their teams? Well, that's an interesting thing. I've been like I've been pondering this for a few years now. Actually, like the the uh, Quebec Cité of the Montreal Canadiens, like their Quebecois identity. And you go back to the '30s. There's two teams in Montreal still, right? There's the Montreal Maroons and the Canadians. And when the Maroons fold or move to St. Louis. I think it was St. Louis or maybe it was Pittsburgh. But anyway, they leave town around 1936 or so in the Depression. There's only one team now. And, you know, the the stars of the Montreal Canadiens are Maurice Richard, Henri Richard, Jean Beliveau, you know, but there's also Doug Harvey. There's also Al McNeil. There's Bill Vernon. You know, there's all these Anglos. Dickie Moore, who's a, an Irish Montrealer who grew up in, well, grew up in the city. So there's always been these Anglo stars, with the Canadians. But I think this hagiography of Maurice Richard has kind of changed this, right? So now, historically, they're a French team. I mean, they are a French team, but Montreal's not just a French city. And my family, we're all, they're Anglos. And cheering for the Canadians is something that, you know, it goes back to, it goes back to my great-grandfather's generation when the team was founded. So, you know, even when there was an Anglo team, the Maroons, my family still cheered for the Habs. But I think because hagiography of Maurice Richard since he died, or a little bit before he died, until he, in that era, has kind of changed our view of the Canadians. You know, like this, the, the, this, this idea that the Richard riot in 1955 is the start of the Quiet Revolution kind of thing. It's not. You think the Richard riots then, are they given too much credit in terms of starting the Quiet Revolution? Yeah, I think this is very much hindsight being 2020, you know, and... You know, Richard always had a problem with the way French Canadians were treated in the NHL. And at this film here, I don't know if this film ever came out in the rest of Canada, but maybe about five years ago, six years ago, this film starring Roy Dupuis came out as The Rocket. I think it's actually called The Rocket. And it's this hit-you-over-the-head, blunt force object vision of nationalist history in Quebec and Maurice Richard being like the leader of the quiet revolution almost, right? Like, and I don't think personally that's ever a role he was comfortable being in. He was a hockey player. And like this argument that he carried the entire Quebecois nation on his shoulders, I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, he's not the only French Canadian star in the Canadians in that era. There's Bedevo, there's his younger brother. You know, there's there's Jacques Plante. You know, there's all these other players. There's Boom Boom Jaffrion. But this, I think he's just he's an easy character to, to, to make into a saint. And, you know, there's this guy at the University of Montreal who argues that the Montreal Canadiens are religion. And as much as I want to suggest that's not true, I, I, I think he's on to something. You know, it's not for nothing that current goalie is referred to as Jesus Price when they win, Jesus Price. So, you know, to, to create Maurice Richard into a saint 
is part and parcel, but to suggest that this team has only ever mattered to the, the, the Québécois, French-speaking Québécois, is wrong. It's not true. But is there anything to be said about the fact that when the Montreal Canadiens were at their peak, French Canadians felt the most oppressed within Canada? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's actually an interesting point. You know, the, the Canadians were the dominant team in the NHL through the 70s. As, like, the, the biggest fights over language were fought in Quebec in the election of the first Pets Québécois government in 1976. So that might have something to do with it, too. But at the same time, it's not like, you know, the, the PQ got elected and all the Anglos fled Montreal and all of a sudden, you know, they booed Ken Dryden or anything like that. So I do think it's kind of, excuse me, it's kind of something that's developed maybe even since the last referendum, maybe since Petrochois was traded, you know, since, you know, there's always attempts to find, to, to, to make French-Canadian players into stars. And La Congresse went through it. La, La Pierre went through it. You know, this I think this is the interesting thing about the Canadians today. I think it's actually kind of a failure, is that for 10 years, they had a captain who really spoke next to no French in Sac and Poivu. As much as I love Poivu as a player, I think that's my biggest crit- criticism of him. You know, whereas Brian Gionta may be American, but he's learning French. So is Michael Camilleri. So is Scott Gomez, in order that they can communicate. And that makes all the difference in the world. Like, they're trying to fit into the milieu of Montreal and fit into the culture surrounding this team. I think that's a big thing. I think it's important. Today is a day full of Canadian history. Author Margaret Lawrence passed away on this day back in 1987. And in 1839, Canada's first gallows were erected in London, Upper Canada, for the province's first hanging. The first hanging was of a Republican rebel from Michigan, and it occurred two days later. And I'm sure a joke can be made about the fact that the first man hung in Canada was an American, but I'm not going to be the person to make it. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CGSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. Our series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history. And now for a random piece of Canadiana. I think it's funny because I think Anglo-Canadian sports fans can sympathize with with French-Canadian woes. I I remember being a young boy and and being told um, not to be a fan of Eric Lindros because of of what he did to the the Nordiques and, and French Canada. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's just it. I mean, that, that, that's an interesting thing, though. Like, Lindros' rejection of Quebec became kind of a national thing, like all of Canada. Like I, like, I was living in Vancouver at the time, and he was hated there. He was hated in Toronto. He was hated in Ottawa. And this is the, 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 the ultimate argument for Canadian unity. We just need, a, we need an Eric Lindros for all of us to hate, and uh, all problems will be solved. Mm-hmm.